Hi, I'm Tom Cleese, and this is the On-Campus College Planning Podcast, where we talk about everything college admissions, from finding the right universities for you, to how to pay for college, to standardized testing, the whole gamut. This is real college planning for real families like yours, because it's the university of you, not the university of them. This is episode three for On-Campus College Planning Podcast, and uh, last time I talked very, very long time, way more than I thought. I talked about the college search process and how I really believe at my very core that it can and should be a fun family journey. I gave, I gave lots of examples from the Cleese family sort of wandering around East Coast and Carolinas and Alabama, et cetera, looking for colleges. Uh, talked a lot about that. Go back and listen to it. I think there's some good stuff there for you. Today, I'm going to make it, it much shorter and kind of to the point. So I'm going to talk about the importance of safety schools in your college list and, and why they're so misunderstood and how people basically overlook them and don't really consider this. And I, and I think a, a good safety school is one of the most valuable pieces uh, in your college list. So first of all, let's talk about what a safety school is. Uh, most most guidance counselors, most people like me, we talk about these different levels of of reach and target and safety. And and all that really means is it's it's a an estimate of what my chances are to get in. Um, a reach school is fairly easy to figure out. You know, if if I'm applying to an Ivy League school, even if I've got a 4.0 GPA and a perfect SAT score. Uh, that's going to be a reach because it's, you know, five, six, seven percent admissions rate. And it's not just about hitting those numbers. So those are reach schools. They're schools that I probably won't get into. OK, even if I want to get into them, even if I've got a great transcript, all of those kinds of things. Target schools are the schools that really line up with with my resume, with my academics. Um, it's not a guarantee that I'm getting in, but uh, there's a decent chance. And, and I seem to fit somewhere probably kind of in, in the middle in their in their ACT scores, SATs, GPAs, all of those types of things, my high school um, curriculum. A safety school, uh, I hesitate to say that it's a lock, but it's a school where um, I, I, I stand the strongest chance of acceptance, okay? Um, it might be what we call an open admissions university, which quite literally is open and and they accept everyone most community colleges are open admissions university and a community college or a two-year campus can certainly be a safety school but i'm really going to talk about finding a, a four-year campus as a safety school as opposed to a community college not because that's not a good potential safety school it may or may not be but i'm going to talk about finding a safety school uh for someone who's primarily looking to to have a, a residential type experience to go off to college to not live at home and and they're kind of looking around and they're trying to figure out you know where I want to place these different things so let's let's talk about what it is is not first of all a safety school is not necessarily a fallback school and a lot of times people view it as the fallback it's like well I'm gonna go to such and such school if I don't get into the school that I really want to go to and that's how most people view safeties. And, and I understand why we're doing that, right? It's, it is a fallback position, but I don't think that's a good way to look at a safety school. You know, I mentioned a, a community college earlier, and I, I think there are great things happening at community colleges all across the nation. They're extremely affordable. They've got all sorts of great guaranteed transfer programs, really unique things going on. But if what I'm really looking for is 
moving on to a campus and having more of a traditional first year freshman type experience, that may not be a good fit for me. And so even if it is a, a guarantee that I could get in, it really doesn't meet my needs for a safety school. And so I'm not going to put that on the list because it just doesn't have what I need in the same way that if I'm absolutely sure that I want to be a nurse, I can't pick a school that doesn't offer nursing as my safety school. It's got to check the boxes that I need. We, we do this matrix when we're working with families for college search, we figure out exactly the things that you need and we try to really spell them out, not just a good school. What is a good school? That's really, it's either easy to find or hard to find. I don't know, but we figure out what are your needs, your wants, the things you don't need, the things you don't want. And then we put that all together into a number one thing. The number one thing I'm looking for is blah, 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 like that. And a safety school needs to check those boxes. It needs to meet your needs, your wants, at least some of them. Maybe it doesn't have everything you know, that you want, but it has everything that you need. And to be honest, a lot of colleges aren't going to have everything that you need, or they're going to have everything you need and want and nothing you don't need or don't want, but they don't fit within your family budget. So there are, there are gives and takes. I don't know if that's a phrase or not. It is now. Uh, there are trade-offs. That's a better way to say it. There are trade-offs. And so I have to think about that. But it isn't just a fallback school, right? A lot of times when we start talking about college admissions, a lot of the, the media hype out there is, is kind of woe is me. It's so hard to get into the, my dream school. And I, you know, I feel bad. And this college is, is forcing me down and they won't let me in. They won't let me follow my dream. And and I get that. If you're really locked and loaded on, on one specific school and it meets all those needs, um, fits within the budget, et cetera, it's very disheartening to not be able to go there. But we are going to have to deal with disappointment here all our lives, folks. I do. <laughs> Your mom and dad do, kids. So we all have to deal with that and we have to have other plans in place or at least consider other options, okay? Plan B, plan C, plan G3.4, all of those types of things. That doesn't mean I take my eyes off what I think is the prize, but it also means I look at things with a with an open mind and, and a realistic kind of pragmatic approach. So don't think of your safety school like a fallback school. Um, it's not something that should be taken for granted or dismissed lightly. And again, a lot of times people think, well, uh, you know, I, I want to go into business, so I'll go to whatever college. They got a business program. We're good. No, 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 no. If you were, if you were looking at a so-called dream school that was maybe a target or reach, and it was, let's say it was halfway across the United States, before you went and visited, before you applied, you'd do your homework, wouldn't you? You'd figure out, well, what about that business program makes it special? You know, well, I want to go into finance. Do they have a really strong finance department or is it more just sort of general business accounting and things like that? You would do your homework on that. And you should do the same thing with a safety school. Now, a safety school might be something kind of local. I'm going to address that in just a second. But but don't take you know your buddy's word for it that it's a good school. Look into it as if it's a place that you've never heard of, right? And I'll, I'll give a couple examples. A lot of times, uh, you know, we have a lot of students that we're working with for test prep, writing essays, college search, etc. They've had their eyes on UW Madison since they were a tiny little Badger fan. Right. And and they see UW Madison as kind of the pinnacle of the educational mountain in Wisconsin, uh, probably because it's the largest, it's the flagship university. It's the, the most difficult school to get into. Uh, it's the one that we hear about 
as much as anything else. It's the one you see on ESPN. And then they say, well, and if I can't get into UW-Madison, I'll apply to Lacrosse, Eau Claire, Whitewater, et cetera. And I think that oftentimes they don't really look into those schools very much. Maybe they go do a visit or maybe they just think of it as like, well, if uh, if I can't do something fun with this friend that I think is really cool, I'll just call my buddy who I can always count on and, and he's got nothing going on. So he'll do something with me. Well, <laughs> kind of stinks to be your buddy and maybe I don't want to be your buddy anymore. But dig into that school in the same way that you would any school. Really look to see if it fits your needs and wants and your budget, all of those kinds of things, right? Now, I, I talked about, um, you know, I can I can get in. There's a really good chance. How do I know if, it, if there's a really good chance that I can get in? Well, an easy way to do that, I like to go to a, a website called collegedata.com. Uh, it's just, it's a real quick way to look it up. And you can look at this up on college websites too, but oftentimes it's just faster. I don't trust Google too much, but I go to college data. Um, I, you know, I've got an account and I can plug in a college and I can look to see what's their average GPA, what's their range, the middle 50% range for their SAT or ACT scores, check to see whether they're test optional or not, um, those kinds of things. And it'll also give the admissions per percentage there as well. You know, the, the average acceptance rate across the United States for four-year colleges is 64%. If we just bump that up just a little bit and call it like 66.6 repeating, percent. All right. So that's two out of three people getting in. If you're applying to a school that has that type of acceptance rate or even higher, and and you're at least in the middle, if not a little bit higher uh, on the scale in terms of the GPA, the test scores, et cetera, I think it's reasonable to call that a safety school. But the thing that you want to look into beyond just the, the university-wide admissions, you want to see What's the acceptance rate for the specific program I'm going into? Now, I mentioned business and I mentioned nursing earlier, earlier, and those are a couple of programs that traditionally are more difficult to get into than just the university in general. Or, gosh, you might have something really unique like UW-Stevens Point has one of the best musical theater programs in the country, and it's super selective. I, I don't know the numbers, but I know they only accept like Gosh, 12 or 15 students a year or something. So if you're, you know, I got a 3.8 and I rocked a 28 on my second attempt on the ACT and I'm looking at Stevens Point's numbers and yeah, that's a safety school. Well, it's not a safety school if you're applying to the musical theater program. It's extremely competitive. So you, you again, need to take this very seriously and not just look at the university, but contact someone in that department that you're considering. Or if you're considering multiple majors, talk to your admissions rep, Talk to people in those different schools and say, you know, here's here's what I look like on paper. Uh, I know that you accept about 75 percent of students. Is that similar for anthropology or is it different? Ask them those questions as well. So you can really figure out if it is a safety school for you or not. Now, safety schools don't have to be local. I mentioned I mentioned some of the UW schools, uh, and that's generally what we think of because most students are going to go to college within about a three hour range of where they live. Uh, a lot of the kids that we work with are, are looking more, more national, some even internationally. So it doesn't have to be something that's just right there next door. Um, a good example, I look for these all the time. I get you know all sorts of brochures and things in the mail and I'm just always kind of poking around. And one of the colleges that, uh, that I found, I've never been to, uh, but it kind of intrigues me is, and they sent me this bag. Thanks guys. 
I, I use it. Farmingdale State College, uh, and it's part of what we call the SUNY system, State University of New York. So the, the SUNY system, for those of you not familiar with the term State University of New York, there's a bunch of campuses, just like there's a bunch of campuses in Wisconsin or Minnesota, et cetera, like that. And and it's a little bit different because they don't have the the big flagship college that that you would have in Minnesota or Wisconsin or or Illinois, something like that. There there are a number of really good, high quality, kind of medium sized universities, and then some smaller universities. And I would I would compare a Farmingdale State College to uh, like a, a La Crosse or an Eau Claire or an Oshkosh or something like that. Or if you're over in Minnesota, it's a it's a Winona State. Okay, so everyone kind of gets what that is. So that's that's similar to what it is in terms of size. It's got about 10,000 students, uh, just a handful of graduate students. So almost everyone is there for some type of a bachelor's degree. Um, I've looked into their academics. They've got a pretty interesting range of academics. They've got like a, a flight management program, some other really specialized niche majors, which is which is pretty cool. And so I'm looking up their their stats on college data earlier today, and I'm I'm pretending that I am you know myself as a 17 year old, right, living in a small uh, farming uh, village town in southeast Minnesota, and just thinking I kind of want to get away. And at that time, I I wasn't as um, worldly. I would say I'd lived overseas for a year, but I hadn't I hadn't really been to New York or Boston or LA or anything like that. But let's say I went on a, a, a musical trip, a, a band concert choir trip, got on a bus, rode it out to New York City, saw Wicked or something, and was just like, oh my God, New York City, this is the place to be. I could have be here. Well, there are some safety schools within New York City, but uh, maybe I didn't want to live in the city, but maybe I wanted to have some kind of access where, you know, if I if I got on public transportation within within an hour or two, you know, maybe once, once every month, I could go into the city and sort of spend a magical day walking around, uh, eating, eating hot dogs and go to Central Park and go to museums and things like that. And if I think back to, you know, so I graduated from high school in 1983 and I wanted to be an art major and that's what I was. And, and I didn't put any thought into the fact that I was studying art in a very remote small town of about 10,000 people in northern Minnesota. Uh, the only access I had to a lot of art uh, were my textbooks, my art history textbooks. And now when I look at it, wow, what if someone would have said, you know what, if you go to a place, you know, a little bit bigger, a Minneapolis, a Chicago, uh, a Houston, a New York, you can actually go out and see some of the artwork in person. And there's, there's just nothing like seeing it in person instead of just seeing it, you know, on a flat screen or a slide, something like that. So, so here I am and I want to, I want to go somewhere far. Um, uh, I'm not going to go to NYU. I'm not going to get into Columbia, but this looks like it could kind of fit my needs. And I look to see if they've got my major. I look at my other needs and wants. Um, and yeah, I can get on a, on a, a, a bus or a train, Long Island Railroad goes right out near there. And, you know, it's going to be a little bit of a, a ride, but an hour and a half on a Sunday uh, morning, I can, I can be into Penn Station and then jump on a subway. It's pretty exciting to think about those things. So uh, some of the things that uh, are one thing that Farmingdale doesn't have, it doesn't have a varsity football program. And that was an absolute need for me as a 17 year old. I wanted to play college football. I wasn't being heavily recruited, but I wanted to try out. I wanted to be on the team. And so I wasn't even looking at places where I couldn't play. So actually, that would be off the list for me. That would be a deal breaker. 
but let's let's say that I wasn't going to play football. Well, okay, it's out of state. It's going to be super expensive, right? No, not necessarily. It's about $19,000 a year tuition and fees. That doesn't cover room and board. But $19,000, if you put that into context, that's that's about twice what, what the uh, Winona States or the Eau Claire's of the world are going to be. But it's not that much more than if I went to, say, the University of Minnesota, which has, depending on what major I'm in, fifteen to 17000 a year in tuition. So this is a little bit more. Maybe there's some merit scholarships that I can get to bring it down closer. And it's, it's a little bit more than going somewhere local, but it's not crazy. And it gets me something that I want. So safety schools, they don't have to be, they don't have to be local. They don't have to be kind of a default. They shouldn't be just default. You should be thinking about these in the same way that you're thinking about your other colleges. Uh, Farmingdale's uh, acceptance rates is about, it's about 55%, um, about a 3.2 average GPA and ACT middle 50%, somewhere between 19 and 24. Yeah, if I got a 3.7 and a 24, I think that's as close to a lock as I can get. So that's a good example of something that doesn't have to be local. And then safety schools don't have to be uh, smaller state universities, smaller private colleges, et cetera, like that. They could be the big flagship universities. Just think of this right now. I am, I'm rocking Ole Miss. I, it's uh, Tuesday, June 1st. By the time you see this, it'll be a, a little bit later. But I'm driving over to uh, the Twin Cities to go uh, to a grad party of a very, very special student uh, that I've been working with for the last three years. And she is going to go to Ole Miss and, and be a rebel. Um, and I'm really excited to go over. And that's why I've got the, the swag on. And, and Ole Miss, I think it's one of my favorite campuses. And it's also a pretty easy place to get in. And it's pretty affordable. So that's, you know, if I want that big kind of rah-rah experience from a major university where if I go anywhere in the country and I say, I went to blank, you know, they're not going to know Farmingdale State College, except probably if you're in the area, that part of New York, they are going to know a place like Ole Miss. You know, here's another one. I'm drinking coffee from my Wyoming mug. Um, Wyoming is a great, a great safety school for a lot of students who have, you know, the, the mountain, the Colorado experience, and maybe they could get into CU Boulder, but boy, that's an expensive school to, to look at. So safety schools can be a lot of different things. And I want you to, to kind of keep your eyes and even your mind and even your heart open to the idea that just because it's easy to get in doesn't mean it's of poor quality. Okay. When, when you walk onto campus, right? When you walk onto campus as a freshman, your GPA is 0.00. And, and I wouldn't say that nothing you did in high school counts because it certainly counts in terms of, of your preparation, the things you've studied. Maybe you've picked up some nice AP credits and you're skipping freshman English or whatever. It counts, but in a way, you're all kind of starting fresh. And so when I'm walking onto that campus, I, I don't care if I was the first one they accepted, the last one they accepted, that really doesn't matter to me. At a place that accepts 90% of students and a place that accepts nine, I'm going to have to do the work, all right? And, and it's the ultimate reset button. College is the ultimate reset button. I'm going to have to do the work no matter how easy it was to get in, how hard it was to get in, any of that type of stuff. So safety schools don't have to, to lack a name brand. They don't have to be small. They don't have to just be local. Uh, they certainly can be very affordable. And, that, and that's part of the process as well. There's a lot of things that they don't have to be. What they should be is a great fit for you. 
Okay. If it is your dream to get into a really hard to get into school, okay, I understand that. And, and maybe we'd talk a little bit more about why that really matters to you. But then you need to look at something that maybe is not as hard. If it's a 5% chance of getting in, it's a 5% chance of getting in for everybody. And you need to find something that that mimics or has a lot of those qualities in that 5% to get into school, but is going to be something that's much easier to get into. So your goal, your goal is not just to, to find that one perfect school. When, when we work with families, we really talk about the goal is to create a great set of options from which to choose. And I would say that that's your goal. If you're a, a sophomore, you're a freshman, you're a junior, um, whatever it might be, you're a mom, you're a dad, you're, you're starting to think about the college process. Don't get focused on just one perfect school. There is no one perfect school. I really believe that there are a number of, of great fits right? The University of U, we use that term a lot. The University of U isn't just kind of one thing. It's a bunch of things and they could be very different, but they all meet your needs, your wants, your don't needs, your don't wants, and then nail your number one thing. So I hope you've, uh, I hope you've got something valuable from this. If you've got questions about finding a safety school, if you just want to talk more about college, let's sign up for a, a free consult. You know, you can Kind of pick my brain and ask for some ideas. I'm not going to build you a list of 10 colleges in a free one hour consult, but we could talk about colleges and I can help you get down, you know, started down the path to finding your own. If you want some help from us, we can certainly do that as well. There's more information on the website. So that is episode number three. And I don't even know exactly what to call this on, on my notes. It says the most valuable college on your list might be the easiest one to get into. I don't think I like that. It's just, it's just showing some love and some respect, yo word for the safety school. Look for those great safety schools. And, and you know, the last thing that I'll mention about safety schools, and I should have mentioned this earlier, I have, I have literally seen students just relax when we, when we talk about a specific university and, and I'm showing it to them and they're excited about it. And then I say, oh yeah, by the way, this is a safety school for you. And they look at me and I'm like, yeah, this great university that we just looked at meets all your needs. It's within your budget. It's got everything. It's a safety school for you. And that just takes so much pressure off students. And, and college admissions can be a high pressure game. It doesn't have to be, but it can be. And I understand why we get excited about it. But it does so much for that student and for the parents to know that, you know what, I've got a great one in my shopping cart and I'm going to try to add some others too. But I know no matter what, I've got this one waiting for me. So use that to your advantage. Until then, go college.